Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Colin. I'm Caleb. I'm Notch. This week, Colin learns to pronounce names, finally, when Chelsea will win the Premier League, ML's expansion speculation, and why you should pick a team based only on their logo. (laughs) Why you guys dragged me onto the show this week? (laughs) <laughs> did someone ask you to prove i was alive i mean we usually try to do that with just a picture of you and today's paper but i i guess i guess we had to make sure yeah. that they could also hear you we had to do the paper because we put you on a milk carton and that had the wrong message across yeah. <laughs> People thought you were missing so no i'm right yeah. here and i'm back i was ridiculously sick and you guys are healthy which is good which means you didn't contaminate yourself when you came and picked up the somehow and you didn't somehow my apartment when you came over yeah with all the it like my stand sickness stuff you basically look like breaking bad with like a hazmat outfit and like and no pants which is weird like the first episode <laughs> guys come on i mean <laughs> i mean i thought it was totally in with the the look that you were going for Colin comes over he's like yep take my pants off <laughs> alright yeah. we finally got to the stage in our relationship <laughs> Caleb just wants me to feel at home when I go over to his apartment well I've said make yourself at home I didn't know you would do that <laughs> you hey. don't take your pants off when you go home what you know guys we're, we're, we're talking a lot about homes right now and you know where you can find a lot of homes listed for sale it's the major listing service which is our segment where we cover MLS and all the wonderful D1 soccer that occurs in this country. Which actually there is D1 soccer, like actual soccer to report on this week because there were highlights. There were preseason games. Just like, <laughs> are, you, are you doing me okay? I'm feeling very emotional, guys, this week. Okay. I'm very emotional. Oh, my God. <clears throat> but first of all, we got we to gotta talk through our sub-segment on expansions, which this week we're calling... Keeping up with the expansions. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh there's 12 cities in our dysfunctional mls expansion family and we'll spare you reading the whole list except there are four existing teams indy 11 san francisco uh san antonio fc fc cincinnati and until about a few hours ago we thought the sacramento republic was part of this list but it turns out no not it, so much not so much or at least maybe not yeah maybe not yeah there's not nothing confirmed yeah. yet but it's not looking good yeah, tons of speculation that uh, Kevin Nagel is going to be um, taking his talents basically in the same spot, but with different people, including... He's the managing partner of Sacramento Republic. Right. He's their owner. He had a big team of people who was going to go up with him. And Republic from day one has been uh, uh, marketed as built for MLS. You're buying into an MLS uh, team when you when you join our project here. And now he's using a different hashtag. He's announced that he's going to have a former Hewlett Packard CEO, former unsuccessful California governor uh, candidate, by the way, uh, Meg Whitman, joining his bid and no mention of the Republic anywhere. It's very curious stuff. It is very curious. And maybe we'll talk about it later. And they seem like the strongest candidate for MLS expansions that makes this so much weirder. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, yeah, they're... Yeah. They're the group that's had the longest, most sustained momentum. So for them to be really switching up 
almost at the last second. It's strange. Oh, I also not, thought, oh, not in these 12 cities is Miami. Which so they're not they're not in these twelve cities that are up for expansion, so that's a little odd as well. The explanation for that is that they're already in expansion. Uh, but crickets, you know. I mean, it's kind of yeah. weird that they haven't even mentioned Miami and anything in quite a while now. Uh, since that, I think the last time was the deadline is coming up. You better get it done, Beckham, or there's gonna be kneecaps broken over here. You like how I went progressively into that accent? Is that, that was, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm impressed. Just like Charlie Hunnam and Green Street Hooligan. <laughs> in and out of that accent. Dick Van Dyke and... Uh, <laughs> Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. <laughs> um, I, I just... By the way, I forgot to mention the Tampa Bay Rowdies earlier in my list of teams that are going in. Because apparently this MLS expansion is happening in St. Pete and not Tampa Bay. So I, I don't know link there, the connection between the Rowdies and St. Pete. Because they're in Tampa Bay, right? Yeah. 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 Define what Tampa Bay is. Like, are they are they situated in the water? If so, they are in Tampa Bay. Otherwise, apparently, it's a huge deal. Well, we talked about the, how their stadium is like a ship that's going to sail over to Tampa Bay when there's a game, allowing them to claim that they're the Tampa Bay Rowdies, or uh, and then sail back to MLS to, in St. Pete. The risk management on that is just... <laughs> I would not yeah. underwrite that. <laughs> Did you guys like how their uh, pitch documents... Which, by the way, I feel disappointed that we didn't get to see Minnesota United pitch, uh, pitches... ML- Minnesota United's MLS pitch documents when they did their pitch. Because uh, today, both we saw like pictures of the Sanford... Uh, the Sacramento bid book, the Tampa Bay Rowdies bid book. Uh, we didn't get to see Minnesota United's. Uh, anyway, the Tampa Rowdies one said on it, we bring you our pitch. And it was a bunch of AstroTurf on, on the book. Uh, what do you guys think of that? I think it's dumb to use AstroTurf simply because they're trying to move towards soccer specific. If you're soccer specific, you might as well have real grass. <laughs> right. But you said they should have had grass on their book to bid with. See, they should have just had weed. So Garber, like when they get, then he gets. <laughs> oh, grass. Like, okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tampa Bay. We we got you. <laughs> um, can can I just say the motion that you made with that fake joint? You are such a narc. <laughs> narc guys. Trust me, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Did you put a? You just put it on aviators. You're not helping your taste. <laughs> That's why you're not going to Portland. Oh, my God. Uh, we have a bunch of MLS signings as well. First one was Middlesbrough <clears throat> goalkeeper, U.S. men's national team goalkeeper, and probably last in a long line of bald U.S. keepers, because that trend seems to be ending. But Brad Gazan is going to Atlanta at the end of the Premier League season. I'm shocked. This is my shocked sound. <laughs> but also on the bald keepers thing, watch out, Ethan Horvath. All right. Male pattern bald, bald can creep up on you. Trust me. I know. Just watch out. Spurs defender Anton Walks walked into Atlanta United on loan, which, by the way, they so didn't use that pun. They no. used an even worse pun. Spurred to. It was like it was something with spurred. Yeah, it was like spurred to action. Spurred to action. That was it. How is that the pun you go with? His name is Wax. Also, calling Anton Wax a Spurs defender is a pretty giant leap. There, I don't think he's ever played for them once. <laughs> Man associated with Spurs, yes, yes. sometimes. Uh, the Gooch, who uh, I didn't know he was around still. 
he's someone that needed a proof of life photo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, according to the notes that you guys typed up, Oguchi Onyuvu still exists, and he signed up with the uh, Philadelphia Union. It's hard to say which is bigger news, that he still exists or that he signs. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently he's not going to be playing with the Cosmos this year. Uh, FC Dallas has signed a young designated player. Yep, um, Christian Coleman, um, South American attacker, basically the sort of prototypical young DP signing. Also signing a DP, LA signs uh, Alessandrini, Romain. Romain Alessandrini from Marseille. I um, prefer uh, Lennox Alessandrini. I prefer Kale Alessandrini, but <laughs> but I'm weird like that. Kale all sounds dreamy, right? Like no, no, I don't, I don't know. Or Kale Ale Ranch creamy. Josh Saunders has signed with Orlando <laughs> City Soccer Club, and uh, Fodu Fafabuta signs with Philly Union. See, you didn't even get my joke there. I said I didn't. Fudu Fafa, like the song from the Concords, Flight of the Concords. Uh, Fudu Fafa. No. I still haven't finished that series. Oh I'm still on season, jokes season like, one. Today. Yeah. <laughs> I missed you guys, though. I really did. One week, I was uh, all these like great puns and jokes, and I was sitting up in like, a puddle of Kleenex upstairs, like, if I was on the pod this week, all these jokes I could make. Uh, and then I didn't get to. So now I just got to unload all of them in one like stream of consciences. It's one hell of a callback. Yeah. 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 Fa- so Fafa Pico is a former NASL player who used to play for the Strikers. A pretty talented guy. He moved over to, I think it was some team in Croatia, if I recall correctly. And then he was at St. Pauli recently who just ended his contract so he can sign with the Philadelphia Union. Also worth noting, by the way, former Philadelphia Union player Walter Restrepo just announced with Cosmos. Uh, so so it's kind of one NASL player out, one NASL player in for the Union. Good for them. Um as far as some other concrete news, there was supposed to be a huge, huge announcement in Chicago today that might have involved Barcelona playing in the All-Star game. It did Instead, not. Instead, it, it didn't. Caleb, I what did you was, say about that? Uh, just don't read this week's news, in, this, this Tuesday's news in brief. I doubt it wrong. Fake news. Yeah, I fell Fake for it, man. News. Um, but they did say that they expect a top five team in the world to play against the MLS All-Star team at Soldier Field in Chicago in August. That's a little weird, right? Playing at a stadium that isn't the local MLS stadium. I mean, it's better. It, yeah, it made sense for the All-Star games to have it in Chicago instead of where the Chicago Fire play. <laughs> Which could charitably be described as Chicago adjacent. Yeah. Chicagoland. Chicagoland, guys. That's the uh, native way of uh, referring to things that uh, people say that, that when people from there move out of Chicago, they say, yeah, I'm from Chicago. But anyone in Chicago would be like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're from Chicagoland. But uh, the, the, the game, it's exciting. It's close to us. So I, I feel like I want to. This might be the one all star game ever that I go to. Yeah. And getting a top five team in the world is pretty big billing um only a few teams that can reasonably put be put in that top five and to see them play even if with their reserves or just some squad players would be pretty cool to see yeah totally hey landon donovan finally signed for fox fc <laughs> no, the fox network he's oh. gonna be doing analysis so we're not gonna get the uh 
the Salt Lake, that would be the LA Galaxy supporters section when he signed for Real Salt Lake. I was really looking forward to like all the the craziness that would happen if, uh, that would have happened if he had made that signing, but he didn't, so he's not going to do that. Any other MLS news discussed this week? Um, I think the only other thing, uh, Merritt Paulson apparently is going to be tweeting something about expansion plans. <laughs> he tweeted something about expansion plans. Essentially, he's. Uh, it's unclear whether he meant the now already happened MLS expansion deadline or whether he meant expansion to providence park which has been long rumored long suggested is necessary because the timbers have this huge waiting list of season tickets mm-hmm. right so so to add even like two to four thousand mm-hmm. seats would be amazing so paulson tweeting about expansion plans he didn't specify though what he was talking about and it did come only two days before the um the bid deadline for the expansion teams in mls itself hey, speculation's with- fun yeah yeah it is with that, we should move on to our segment called Loon Monitoring. First of all, we should talk about a bit of news that was just thrown into an article on the Pioneer Press. Like one line in a long article about something else. And I'll just read it to you in full because that's all it was. Among the potential corporate stadium naming rights partners for Minnesota United, FC, is Delta Airlines. Charlie Waters has sprinkled that last bit on my salt bay. <laughs> Topical <laughs> meme references. Dank as hell. <laughs> That's incredible. That's awesome. Delta would be so cool. It's all part of our master plan to call the stadium Cloud City at some point. Because we would be flying to Cloud City at... Never mind. No, 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 that, no, that, no. I mean, See, I, I, I'm just happy it's it's an Atlanta-based corporation. So it's just one more way Arthur <laughs> Blank and Atlanta United fans get mad at us, which is good. I think that that might turn into a healthy rivalry because of all the uh, shenanigans over the naming uh, rumors that that happened last year, and and all this like, are Minnesota United fans actually hyped for their teams? Those are the kind of questions we're seeing on Reddit. Uh, because apparently Atlanta is doing everything right, where we're doing everything wrong. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see who that, wins. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, us. Fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> really hope it's us if we're saying things like that. <laughs> um. So the loons have been uh, linked to a player from Copenhagen, uh, Bosch team Tadri, is rumored to be interested to move to Minnesota United on loan, but he he feels the need to sign with his current club, FC Copenhagen, first. Um, if he went on loan with the Loons and went back, he'd only have six months left with his current contract with his with the club. So he wants to sign an extension. Um, still don't know where he is with actually moving to Minnesota, which is a pretty big point in him being in this new segment. A lot of people when this rumor came out came out said that, oh my God, this guy's really good though. So this might be a great signing for us if we can make it happen. Yeah, if it if it does come off, he's a very solid attacking midfielder can kind of play all three of the attacking midfield slots in Heath's system um has some injury problems that's a bit of a concern Um, speaking of injury problems speaking of uh guess who's injured again guys bernardo on your oh i'm so shocked this is my shocked voice i feel bad for the guy guy got what seven games last year with us seven Yep. Yeah, yep. and he's got hamstring issues, which has been something that's bothered him before, both in 2014 and 2015. So, 
Uh, hoping for a quick recovery. Was there an estimate given on, on when he'd be back? Just not really. I mean, they weren't saying if it was just kind of a a little thing that pops up in preseason or if it was like a full out mm-hmm. injury. So who knows? Okay. Well, something that was full out was the amount of money we spent on getting Kevin Molino and everyone's favorite diehard character, John McClain. Oh, wait, sorry. Patrick McClain from close. Orlando City SC. Close. Very close. To Minnesota United. Yeah, so um, we Minnesota pretty much had to go to the Garber ATM and just take everything out for this. Uh, 400000 in general allocation money, two hundred fifty in TAM as well. Um, so the $650,000 outlay is apparently tied for the most expensive deal between the league and MLS history. So w- what do you think about this, though? Was it worth it? Yes. I, th- I think so, yeah. Because this was the big question that was thrown out there. All the pundits were basically, the second this trade got announced, they were throwing out all the numbers of all the big MLS trades up to this point. Mm-hmm. And the implicit question was, was it worth it? So you guys are on board with what Minnesota United did here. I think so. It puts Molino on the right-hand side, moves uh, Miguel to his natural left-hand side. And so they can play in their kind of I, I, preferred positions. Um, there is some talk that Molino might end up as an attacking midfielder as well. Um, apparently, during some of his time in Orlando, um, he had played kind of there, but then was pushed out to the wing if he wasn't injured. Um, I think he's excellent on the right, but if he thinks that he's going to be better in the center, then you know you can stick yeah. Johan Venegas out there and go nuts. Depth, guys. Like, actual depth. We were talking about last year in the preseason about depth, and then, you know, uh, turned out we didn't have any. But this year now, it actually seems like this is this is a solid lineup so far. I'm happy. I You know the question, are Minnesota United fans hyped? Yeah, I'm hyped. I am definitely hyped right now. I can see it in your eyes and your eyebrows. Like, your eyebrows are on the <laughs> ceiling right now. Yeah, I was all excited, and then I looked over, and you guys are staring at me like, actually, wait, I can't. you guys can't see me make that face. Like, these guys can, but the listeners, you, you can't. Yeah. Speaking of depth, <laughs> um, guess who else we got in that trade? Patrick McLean. That's literally the only thing that you can expect out of him, apparently. Um, goalkeeper, probably solid second stringer. Semi-local Cur- guy. Yeah, from Leclerc, uh, said He's going to be a backup. I don't see him starting too many games. Uh, behind our new goalie, uh, Hope I pronounced this right. John Alvbage? Alvbage? Not even close. Ah, no. Um, apparently, it's Jan Alvboja. Oh. Or Alvboga. How are you? Now you're the guy who knows how to pronounce all these names, right? Um, I look at pronunciation guides on yeah, places. Sometimes. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Alvboga comes in from Goetschborg, uh, 34-year-old goalkeeper, um... Apparently, he was given the Supporters Award last season for his fidelity to the team. And he subsequently goes out on a six-month loan with an option for 18 months extension afterwards. He played the, 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 the is it, what do you call it, game or scrimmage preseason match in Arizona. He well, played the script. 
No, they're all wearing like training warm ups. So yeah, the friendage. A, a, yeah. friendage. The friendage. Yeah, the friendage. And the friendage saved, he saved the penalty, like pretty spectacularly. In, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. a very solid save. Yeah, so so this was Minnesota United versus the New England Revolutions during the preseason trip to Arizona, which game ended at one one. Highlights on the website. Yeah, watch them. Try and figure out who the players are. <laughs> yeah, you won't. You'll just guess. Yeah, you might find one or two. Yeah, but uh. Then, uh, how do you say it again? Alvozda. Alvozda. No, no, you should just go, whatever it is. Like, good old Johnny boy there in the goal. Saves the penalty. Like, 10 minutes, 15 minutes in. And then, uh, Minnesota United scored first with, uh, trialist Eugene Starikov. Yeah, that one, right? Yeah, you did. Good job. You're right. Um, but yeah, Starikov apparently. Um, had a, a couple of decent chances, uh, was able to finish off a um, kind of a scrum sort of goal after uh, Ramirez was possibly going to get it in. Um, and then second half, apparently Cody Cropper, fellow Minnesotan playing for New England, uh, really made his case because he had a number of fine saves. And um, John McClain unfortunately let off a headed goal from Kai Kamara. Yeah. And it ended 1-1. You said before that Kai Kamara scoring against us is okay. Though. Yeah, I feel fine with that. Yeah. I'd be more worried if uh, Eugene Starikov scored against us. <laughs> but he did it. Yeah. He scored for us. Yes, he did. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Hey, we should at this point move on to our next segment. Let's make like Egyptians because it's time to climb down the pyramid of U.S. soccer with our coverage in the segment called The Pyramid Scheme. <laughs> First of all, we should note that the NWSL this year, their minimum salary is apparently going to be raised to the neighborhood of $15,000, and that's up from 7200 in 2016. That's almost or at least a double increase, depending on where, where they end up with the final number. It's how, still not enough. Yeah. No. How, how is that a professional league if... It's, They're making well sub minimum wage. It's better, but it's not enough. They need no. to double that again and maybe again. Yeah, and, and particularly if they're going to throw in requirements that U.S. women's national team players have to be in the league, this is this is something that has to change. Hopefully, they'll change that rule too with uh, Alex Morgan going overseas and. Heather O'Reilly. Heather O'Reilly went to Arsenal. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully that'll change. Yeah. Yep. Let's. There is apparently some positive movement that's been rumored about the uh, U.S. Women's National Team CBA. Um, yeah. My my hope is that there's some sort of disbursement of salary money that's going beyond just the players in the the women's national team pool. Yep. Uh, a couple of quick hits. Puerto Rico FC will, in fact, be in the Caribbean Football Union Club Championship. Uh, the New York Cosmos are getting their team together finally. A lot of familiar names. Yeah, um, we mentioned Walter Estrepo already. Um, they also re-signed Jimmy Maurer, Jose Perez. Uh, Danny Satella apparently is coming back from uh, San Francisco. He That's had, a cool story. Yeah, yeah. Basically, San Francisco spoke with him once the Cosmos actually looked like they were going to exist again. And Satella said, yeah, I'd like to go back. And they let him do it. Because he signed with the Deltas when he wasn't sure the Cosmos were going right. to be right. around. Yeah. Uh, 
we mentioned off the air to each other uh, that the Cosmos will probably announce that they're going to play at MCU Park for 2017. That's coming very soon. You might have actually, it might have actually happened by the time you listen to this. The schedule for USL has already been announced. NASL has not yet announced their schedule, which might cause problems for the San Francisco Deltas. Yeah, uh, first-time teams, so teams in their first year, must have a schedule announced by January 31st to compete in the U.S. Open Cup. And since NASL hasn't announced their schedule yet, uh, the San Francisco Deltas, as of right now, won't be able to won't be able to compete in the U.S. Open Cup. I mean, um, there's there's still like two hours before it true. becomes February 1st. We're and, recording this on Tuesday night, kind of <laughs> late on, and we don't know if. They might have sent the, they might send their schedule send their schedule to the USSF just not publicly, mm-hmm. but hey, here's our schedule. Please let us into this competition. Yeah, and yeah. we also know that USSF is basically playing Calvin Ball, so <laughs> they make it up as they go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Waivers, yeah. Waivers. Whose line rolls? Hey, last bit of news: former Loons goalkeeper Stuart Sayus, also formerly of the Atlanta Silverbacks has signed with the San Francisco Deltas and will remain in NASL. Cool. Yeah. With that, let's take a quick break before we come back with our segments in the sewer, the excellent adventure, and much, 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 much. And welcome back to We Call It Soccer. And guys, I think it's about time we need to make a quick dive down into the sewer and talk about our U.S. Men's Ninja Turtles. January camp progresses with their first game against a... Vaguely Serbia? Yeah, I mean, kind of Serbia, I guess. Well, it's kind of the U.S. too. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't exactly our team either. Uh <laughs> Which is Camp Cupcake, that's the way it goes, and um, what, what, what was this game like? Let's just say this, I much would have preferred watching a Serbian film to <laughs> watching this game. It, it was... Don't Wikipedia that if you don't know what he's talking about. Don't no, do no, it. no. Just don't, please. No. Amazon it and buy it right no, away. No, no, just don't, don't do that. And watch I'm it with that. your children as soon as possible. Oh, God. Don't. Caleb, I'm warning you right now. Seriously. It's not worth it. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, it, nil-nil draws are never all that enthralling. Um, a couple of positive performances. You did see uh, Josie Altidore getting his 100th cap. Um, good for him. Um, Darlington Nabby, I think, played himself back into the national team fold. But there's still a ton of questions, especially when you look at the goalkeeping picture. There's nobody was really tested that much, but nobody also made themselves look that good. Yeah, uh, first caps for Sebastian Lett get Jorge Villafana and Chris Pontius. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for Pontius. He's he's always been kind of one of those grinder sort of guys in MLS. So good mm-hmm. for him for getting a cap. Um, formation wise. Four two three one four one four one, kind of alternating through. Do you think that's going to stick? Anyone? I think Arena's going to work through some different formations. Um, but one thing that stayed constant throughout the whole entire match, at least when Bradley was on the pitch, that he sat deep, like really deep. There were some points where he was in between two center backs, kind of directing play from all the way back there. So he 
has more area to work with. It'll be interesting to see if that affects his passing in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Goalkeeper is still a position that they have to settle on, though. Yeah, they really do. Yeah. With Tim Howard injured and Guzan not playing in England, mm-hmm. the number one right now is Nick Romando, and he's 38, 39. That's not where you want to have your no. starting goalkeeper. He's beat. about as old as he is tall. So not very old. He's like five foot nine. I was say. No, no, no. I, I'm saying like he's he's about as oh, old like as he is in inches. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he's sixty nine years old. Right. He's uh thirty seven actually. Okay. So there you go. Thanks, uh, Wikipedia. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Notch. Um, the World Cup qualifier in March uh, versus Honduras is going to be played at Avaya in San Jose. A good enough location, you know. It's got the world's or the country's longest outdoor bar. Yeah, exactly. So uh, if we don't do well, we have something to draw on our sorrows with. Exactly. If we do well, we have something to celebrate with. Perfect. Uh, let's move on to our coverage of the English Premier League with the segment we call The Pub. And Caleb, which pub are we going to do this week? Uh, this week, we're going to the Wolves at the door. <laughs> because... Gee, why are we going there? <laughs> why are we going there, Caleb? You can make me say it. Yeah. Uh, FA Cup was this weekend, and... Liverpool, my my club, lost to Wolves, a championship side. And at this point is where someone yeah. comes in and says, Liverpool are playing their C team, but so are Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was not good. No. Not good no. That was you know, sad. But, so I was at work until 6 o'clock that morning, slept through the entire game, woke up and was just like, yeah, it's probably good I just slept through the whole entire game. I'm fine with it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There, there was some argument about how a bunch of Premier League teams, because they had midweek league games, had to make a bunch of changes and play these youngsters like Liverpool did. The question was, was that something that could be seen in a positive way? Like, are we giving our youngsters runs out in a big game? Or is that something that, that needs to be derided because they're not taking the cup seriously enough? I think if you have enough depth... Like, for instance, Arsenal. They played a bunch of youngsters. You know, any lineup where I see Ainsley, Maitland, Niles in the lineup, I know that I'm not getting the full Arsenal A-team. And yet, they still won 5-0 against Southampton. Which, by the way, yeah, that that's what you're supposed to do in the FA Cup, Liverpool. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, you know, Southampton... Also played a far weekend lineup. You know, I actually looked at the Twitter replies when Southampton posted their lineup. Every single Southampton fan was saying something to the effect of, ha, that's hilarious. Where's the actual lineup? <laughs> like, you know, it, and this happens pretty much every single FA Cup weekend. You're also going to find that uh, the FA Cup did produce some major surprises, which two teams that are pretty far down the the table, including one team that is actually a non-league side called Sutton United. Uh, No, two teams teams. that are non-league. I think Lincoln City is actually a former league team, though. Well, yeah. But former, current, non-league team. Yeah. Yeah, so so both of them, Sutton United beat Leeds United and Lincoln City beat Brighton Hove Albion. Incredible upsets. There's something like 70 and 60 slots between the two teams in these two matches. Incredible. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see Sutton United host Arsenal in 
I don't know if you've seen some pictures of their stadium, but it, it's it it looks as as if it was built about 110 years ago. Oh wait, it was. It's it's basically like the training pitch around Nessie with a few corrugated checks thrown around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's worth going and checking out the away stand. Uh, let's just put it this way: if Arsenal fans used to go to the Emirates, are going to be a little, little, uh, feel a little bit of cultural shock. When yeah, they go to this. it's it's going to be a little tight, a little cramped. Yeah, um, there's about four rows all standing. Um, I did go and yeah. watch a match at a stadium. Actually, it's probably a lot better than theirs. Uh, when I went to Wales and, and got to see Newport County FC play there, and it's beautifully kind of intimate, you know, when mm-hmm. you're in this stand where basically there's six rows of seats. That's it. And and it's all around the, the, the stadium. You know, behind one of the goals is a bunch of basically concrete steps that a bunch of people are standing on. There's little, like, local businesses that have thrown up their advertising on the, the the chain link fence around this the field so basically you, you got like the local photographer <laughs> advertising at, at the at this game and it's, it's charming it's charming there, there's people shouting at the pitch you can hear everything the players are saying there's one player who's like super overweight it's 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 fun <laughs> like it's fun it's just... and speaking up for that um Sutton United's second goalkeeper is a, an absolute treat 45 years old. Um, <laughs> makes me look in shape. <laughs> the magic of the FA Cup, guys. It, it really is. It really is. Um, getting back to the league, which we've had half the matches, midweek matches occur today. Arsenal had a bit of a problem today, man. Yeah, didn't um, they? Tom? Yeah. They had a bit of a problem today, didn't they? Uh, they had... So I was watching this on my phone at work. Sorry, boss. I'm glad you don't listen to this. Um, so, I was, you're not doing enough to market our show. <laughs> I've I've said, hey, I I do this podcast, and no, no dice. Okay, it hasn't happened. Anyway, so I watched it. I saw the first goal go in in about ten minutes. I was upset, but I kept it together. Um, I saw the second goal go in three minutes later. And I came this close to throwing my phone halfway across a large, ten-story <laughs> building. I think that um, would have gave it away that you were watching something. Probably on your phone. would yeah. have. Probably would have. Um, yeah, it, Arsenal just did not fire from the get-go. It looked better in the second half, but lost two-one, and it, it came at a terrible time because Liverpool actually partially did the job against Chelsea. Yeah, kind of. We we played really well. Um, Chelsea opened the scoring with David Luiz with a free tick goal that was against the run of play, to be honest. Um, Liverpool had been kind of dominating the run of play. Um, Certain half comes around, and uh, Gini Wijnaldum scores a header because that's all he can do. He can't score with his feet, scores with his head uh, to equalize. Um, and then uh, Chelsea did a penalty. Liverpool fans kind of all know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We're going to lose all three points. But Simone Mignolet saves... Dito Tosso's penalty. That never happens, guys. That never happens. So, um, not to say that we're back, but we got some of our mojo back today. This was, what, a run of five games that hadn't been good results for Liverpool? No. Yeah. The whole, Seven, whole entire, whole entire month of January has been absolute garbage for Liverpool. Yeah. They also just sent off Otsako to Crystal Palace on loan? Yeah, on loan. Uh, $2 million dollar Sorry, two million pound loan fee, and they're also paying all of his wages. He's been out of 
favor since preseason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, one of the the things that is helpful for Arsenal is that Spurs also drew today. They did not uh, against Sunderland. Yeah. So nil nil against Sunderland. So they they have drawn equal on points with Tottenham up uh, on goal difference by three goals. So not a lot still, uh, but. Still, a result today that Arsenal should have got. Liverpool, I think, can walk away from today's mm. results with their heads held high. Chelsea's got the title now, guys. Nine points clear. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I think if there's going to be any sort of challenge, it's got to come very quick. And I I don't see how it happens. No, no. It's um, we, We'll see, I think... The only thing that I could see happening is Chelsea go- getting a little overconfident and having a bit of a slide. But even then, given the results like we've seen from Liverpool this whole month, mm-hmm. given the results like we've seen from Arsenal uh, going up and down, I just don't see them capitalizing. You know, you to, to, to claw back a nine-point lead, you need to have that like killer instinct where you see your opponent go down and then you just go and go balls out for several weeks. But also with Liverpool going down and Arsenal going up and down, who's to say that Chelsea won't go up and down for the match? Antonio Conte. Yeah, Antonio Conte would say that, and I would be very afraid of him. He would stab one of his players and be like, this is what happens when we lose, guys. This is what happens. (laughs) um, Again. But he wouldn't laugh afterwards. He'd be stone-faced. Yeah. Um, it pains me to say this. I say it with arms crossed, tears rolling down my face, um, daps playing in the background. But Swansea City has been winning. What the hell? Um, I uh, I mean, to be fair, they did get three players in the um, transfer window. Yeah, that might have been Yeah, that, that helps. Yeah. That, that's the company line, guys. Just leave it, leave it at that. Um, with that, let's move on to a segment called They Don't Call It Soccer, in brackets some do though, where we have a big money move. Dimitri, buy yet. Stop it. Just stop it. No. No. Just the gif Can't of... Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> the gif of Shia LaBeouf just clapping furiously. <laughs> uh, dude makes his move from West Ham United to Marseille finally, and... As his old team is doing awesome uh, with his, in his absence, while his, uh, his uh, former teammates are removing him from their WhatsApp groups. Uh, <laughs> how low the- do you have to go to get removed from a WhatsApp group? How low do you have to go to publish that in your newspaper? Right, exactly. Was it the Sun? It was probably the Sun. It was probably the Sun. Probably. Um, speaking of other moves <laughs> from england and also basically the only huge move that happened right around uh transfer deadline day which happened today um odian igalo took some of that uh that lucrative chinese money and uh transferred to the uh chinese super league for 20 million pounds to watford this is one day after it was reported that he preferred the epl to china so apparently not yeah life comes at you fast (laughs) money comes at you fast Got some big games coming up this weekend that you should get queued up if you're interested in watching European action. What do we got, guys? Got uh, Bayern versus Schalke. A very old, deep rivalry in German football. Hasn't been very relevant in the last few years. And it, yeah, probably not going to be a great game now, but we want to see some technical football. That's just brilliant to watch Bayern. Dortmund are taking on uh, RB Leipzig this weekend. Uh, 4v2, probably going to be a... a attacking match i would guess um a monaco versus nice is a number one versus number two matchup for league uh. surprising number one and number two uh psg is still not up there yet um so it's, this would be a top of the table clash that 
Bone featured PSG for the first time in a long time. Who knew that when Zlatan said, I am the French League, <laughs> or whatever, he, like, you know, probably said something like, I am France, probably. Did he, like, insult all of France at one point? He's, probably. He, Let's mean, just be real. This is Zlatan we're talking about. He's probably about. insulted most countries. Okay, so he's going to be point. U.S. president in about eight years' time. Actually, I'd try to be okay with that yeah, at this point. Yeah, I'd go for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he, he, he was right. He was right because PSG, without him, has been struggling. And uh, the, the Liga has been competitive this year. It's pretty awesome. So I would actually recommend following more of its games. Great place to start is Monaco versus Nice. Uh, in Serie A, Juventus versus Inter, uh, Derby d'Italia. Tender on with a Derby. Traditional soccer crest versus new age soccer crest. Yeah. You know, something I heard about this whole UA soccer crest thing uh, recently was that this, the, the, you know, a lot of people said this looks like a logo for a clothing team and not a soccer team. Yeah, that's the fucking point. <laughs> um, is maybe they want to sell more merch and be more relevant to a younger audience that's moving away from Italian soccer. When you look at all of their logos, it stands out. And, and, some of the 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 awareness of your local team or, or any team, you know, even globally, comes from having people wear your gear all over. You mm-hmm. see Manchester United gear everywhere, even in Twin <sighs> Cities, right? See it everywhere, right? And 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 that's how people know your team exists. So this Juve thing, maybe it's not so bad that it's uh, that it's a team that's no. got got yeah. more of a clothing logo. Um, fun fact: I was hanging out with the lead singer of Tectonics. Then during last EPL season, trying to get him to get into soccer, and he was just going through the logos of the Premier teams and went, "Ooh, I like Foxes. I'll cheer for Leicester." We all know how that turned out. <laughs> wow, that is so that's, impressive. That's why they won. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh, and by the way, speaking of shameless plugs for our friends in Tectonics, um, definitely go and check out their EP on Bandcamp. If you do it on Friday, Bandcamp is actually going to be donating all of their cut of their sales to the ACLU. Yep, I think you should go ahead and do that because Tectonics are a great band. Our intro music is great and you should support the ACLU as well. Hey, with that, let's move on to a segment that we call Caleb's Excellent Adventure. Excellent! And since Odin Nardalo and pretty much every single player in the Premier League is going to China, this week we're going to China, guys. The Chinese Super League is actually a relatively new league. It started officially in 2004 um, with 12 teams. Now it has 16 teams. Hey, wait. Um, do they have promotion and relegation? Before we go any further, I need to know this. They do. Not. I didn't look up how it went, but it's pretty much, I think it's okay, the proper it's soccer standard. league, guys. Unlike uh, MLS dollar sign, you know. Well, if MLS is dollar sign, I think China Super League is dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. <laughs> I kind of like Yelp when you see like, how expensive is this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> honest question. How are they funding all of these teams? It's a, it's a great question. Moving on. <laughs> I mean, there is a tremendous amount of money in China with their industrial growth, with everything that's been happening with the Chinese economy over the last 15 years, you've seen a class of um, uber, uber rich people emerge. And, and a lot of them own these teams. Chinese, the Chinese government has has identified soccer as a focus, which tells their industrialists and, and the people who own these teams that if you want to get in good with the government and get into favor, you spend a lot of money. 
So that's that explains some of this expense. Now, since all these this bad press has come in, there has been some government clampdown on the spending. Some um, th- there's been some guidance. Let's just put it that yeah, way. Yeah, they're they're trying to temper the spending so one team doesn't just win over and over and over again, which has been happening. Uh, and Wait, I, Garber's I, influence goes further than we thought. <laughs> I'm gonna apologize. That's the next segment, Notch. <laughs> I'm gonna apologize before I say these names in case I say them wrong. But uh, Dwayne Zhao Efferdrand has won the last six championships, and uh, Shane Don Lunen has won three times. Four of the teams have won the lead once, and that's it for winners in this in this Chinese Super League. Um, top players are there's one Chinese player who has been the is the captain of the national team. 36 years old, has played in uh, England for Charlton Athletic and in Scotland for uh, Celtic. Uh, that's Zhang Ji. Um, he's a captain for Dwayne Zhao Evergrande, along, and he plays with uh, Paulinho and Jackson Martinez. Uh, Paulinho transferred there from Spurs, and Jackson Martinez transferred there from Atletico Madrid, but had a better stint with, I think it was Sporting. Mm-hmm. believe so yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, just to interject for one second I think this is going to be a, a case study for a lot of excuses that are given in very populous countries that aren't doing well in the world soccer world mm-hmm. uh, landscape where you say that like for example in India people say that it's, it's lack of facilities it's lack of focus there are other sports that's more popular now China's saying alright we're going to put the money yeah. into soccer we've got a billion and a half people let's see what happens it's going to be interesting how their national team does from here on out uh, once that money starts going and one those, once those youth players start moving up because they haven't had much success recently. Um, they've only made one World Cup and that was in, in 2002. Um, and in the Asian Cup, uh, they never won, but they were, they were runners-up twice, once in 1984 and once in 2004. So they definitely have one of the... Probably going to be one of the national teams to grow the most, I think, in FIFA world rankings in the next few years. Ten to probably next eight to ten years, they'll move up those rankings. Yeah, and pretty high. One thing that I think might help this out, especially with all of the influx of money, um, they've actually cut their uh, foreign player levels down to five foreigners per team. So it's going to force them to bring in. You know, not only just the high dollar talent. Um, Chelsea's Oscar went to um, the team in Shanghai recently for sixty million euro or something like that. Um, but also, it's going to make them have to staff their teams with more domestic based talent. With that, let's move on to a segment we call the Reynolds Wrap because it requires a lot of tinfoil. Colin takes a conspiracy theory from the world of soccer and explains it to us in a way that makes perfect sense. So. As we were talking about earlier, um, the Sacramento MLS bid has really reshaped itself just all of a sudden out of the last 24 hours. Um, and there's a lot of speculation, particularly among Sac Republic fans, as to why people like Warren Smith, Joe Wagner, the two godfathers of the team, um, are suddenly being pushed out. Um, I was actually given access to some photos from late November of 1963 um, that show the parents of Warren Smith and Joe Wagner. Um, It was Wagner's father and a visibly pregnant uh, Smith's mother. Um, Smith was actually born in 64, so uh, this totally makes sense. Um, 
they were they were taking photos smiling next to um, a guy named Rafael Cruz, who was the father of U.S. <laughs> president or U.S. Senator, rather, uh, Ted Cruz, uh, presidential candidate. Um, you know who else was in those photos? Was it Lee Harvey Oswald? It was Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> so, very clearly, there is something going on here where there is a link between Wagner's father, Smith's mother, and I wouldn't be surprised. I, I have a feeling that it was actually Smith directing <laughs> his mother from the uterus to assist Lee Harvey Oswald in the assassination of John F. Kennedy. This explains all those Sacramento FC training sessions I've seen where they're all keeping saying, okay, pass the ball back and to the left, back and to the left, back and to the left. <laughs> oh, God. Um, all right. On that bombshell, we should move on to uh, telling you where we are. <laughs> I hope people don't need us to tell us that the Reynolds wrap-up ex- isn't exactly a real news. Uh, sometimes I do think the people listening to this, like, and going on Reddit, you know, and be like, guys, you won't believe what was reported today. Uh, and, and so basically, it, this is the last we told soccer. Yeah, <laughs> trust me. I mean, every single every single week, I come up with these conspiracies that I'm looking into, and then I have to cross them out because they actually do happen. <laughs> like, it's like the Onion writers have to like write an article about, oh no, he actually did this. No. We laugh, we laugh because we must not cry. <laughs> exactly. Hey, uh, so where are you guys on Twitter at the moment? I'm at Tay Olson 716 I'm also on 55.1 doing the news and briefs on Tuesday. Don't look at this one, though. <laughs> yeah, I already told you not to. Um, you can find me at the attachment. Um, you can also find me uh, supporting the uh, patron account that 55.1 has set up. Um, they are soliciting donations to basically make it so this labor of love that everybody in the Minnesota soccer writing community um, actually can at least pay for tacos sometime. <laughs> that is a, that is a That's very wonderful impo- that is goal. very important. Yes, it yes. is. It is. Hey, our <clears throat> podcast is posted on 55.1. You will also find us at TWO United Fans. You can also listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. And by the way, again, go find Tectonics, who make our intro and outro music on Bandcamp. Again, if you buy their EP on Friday, the ACLU will get the proceeds. It's a great um, album to pick up. With that, we bid you adieu. We wish you would tell your friends about our show as well. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Have a great one, everybody. 